Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show. With Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. By my brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how you doing today, man? I'm doing really well. You know, the last couple of days have been quite interesting in our household. Why, yesterday, what's that? Well, yesterday we, we celebrated my son's 21st birthday. Woo-hoo! And I ended up, I don't know how this happened, I paid nine nine well, nine and a quarter for a shot of Cuervo Gold. Wait a minute. You paid almost 10 bucks for a shot? Yeah, Seriously? I give the guy a 20. And I, 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 I ordered two shots. I give the guy 20. gives me a buck 50. Oh, my God. I was like, that's like, <laughs> that's like Patron pricing. Yeah, I was going to say, so, <laughs> he didn't get Patron. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was gold. Now, the guy did pour heavy. And it was really funny. They thought I was a wuss because I went to shoot it, and I uh-huh. couldn't finish it because it was almost a double shot. Oh. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so, so this girl comes around. I guess to do a jello shot. Hey, does anybody want a shot? We have melon. We have this. We have that. I looked at her. I said, do you have any shots for men? And she says, well, it depends on what you mean, mean to be a man. Shot. I said, because if I if I drink any of those shots with melon or watermelon or whatever, I'm gonna start growing breasts. Oh, she, <laughs> oh, you know, I almost <laughs> I almost told you to f off because <laughs> Because it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> let me start. <laughs> Everyone seems to think, oh, jello shots, it's a wussy drink. Okay, well, it, I'll tell you what a wussy, what a girly drink is, a cosmopolitan. Oh, my that, God, yes. That's a, that's, that's a girly drink. But, when it, you know, I mean, who doesn't like jello? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, because I, I want to taste the shot going down. I want to no, taste it going down. I don't want to taste. I don't want to taste melon or or something like that. Yeah, no, I, uh, I hear you. I was just giving you guff about no, the whole like, oh, girly I'm, this, a girly that. It's like you know, I recently got introduced to scotch, and you know, when I was when I was like younger and tried scotch, I thought it was the nastiest thing ever. But it's kind of like now I think it's like really flavorful and stuff like that. I want to taste that, and if they put scotch in Jello, I will slip my wrist. 
Anyway, <laughs> so, <Right>. go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I for the for the first time now my my granddaughter is five weeks old. Okay. Yeah. For the first time last night, I I held her. I'm a, I was afraid to, but I was sitting down. And the other grandmother, my my boy's girlfriend's mother, almost threw her at me. She picked her up, and I thought it was something normal. This woman ran over and put her in my arms. She said, oh. yeah, somebody just told me, grab her one. And what was I going to do? Say, no. This girl threw, her, threw my granddaughter at me. And she said, well, when were you going to hold her? I said, when she was old enough to say, don't drop me, Grandpa. <laughs> And of course, as as I should have, I when the baby was in my arms, I melted. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. And I I felt like you and Jenny were right there, though, with me. Both of you were right there on the on the couch with me because this baby kept shooting me dirty looks. (laughs) Can't wait to meet her. I can't wait to meet her. Now I, I do have some bragging rights this week and the listeners will have to bear with me. My wife had to pay for a pen it just went off my screen, damn it. My my wife had to pay for some application fees this week. Application fees. And I for college. Oh. And I can't pull it up because it just went off my screen and I don't know why. So I'll pull it up off my phone. Now, huh. oh, there it is. Most <clears throat> people would only dream about even applying to these colleges. And I mm-hmm. am freaking out. I'm like going. To her, do you you know your old man's broke, right? Because here are the <laughs> colleges that we just paid for: Northwestern, okay. Chicago, Vanderbilt, Columbia, the New York, uh, NYU, Syracuse, Boston, Brown, Harvard, Stanford, Georgetown, George Washington, and John Hopkins. Wow, <laughs> those are like wow. the top of the top of the Ivy League schools. Right, and I keep tell- right. I keep telling her that that she got her brain for me, and she keeps saying that it's non genetic. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't win with this kid. I swear to God, man, I just can't win. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I I know with with uh, with her intelligence and her smarts and her, you know, pers- radiant personality, she's bound to get into one of those schools. I mean, didn't you say that Harvard contacted her? Was it Harvard? Yeah, well, she she has actually met with, out of that list, she has met with uh, Princeton, Syracuse, Prince? Brown, Harvard, uh, and, uh, oh, where's, and Georgetown. Wow. She's met with that, the majority that... of them. Terms... <laughs> wow. With the, you know, with the powers that be at those colleges is saying something. So I know because you know if if she doesn't stand a chance of getting in, 
They won't even talk to you. I was going to say, I mean, you know, they're she had over the admissions representative for Harvard. She had over, she met over coffee at a Starbucks. Wow. From uh, Brown, not Brown, uh, Syracuse. No, uh, I forget what it was. Princeton. She had over Skype. How cool Somebody else she met it at uh, a place that sells pies. It was different. That's pretty cool. Different application process than when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she never gets handed a, a, a letter of recommendation anymore. The teachers post them online. She can't even see them. Wow. And then they're open to everybody. So you don't have to write yeah. like 500 recommendations, right? They're just online now. It's, a, yeah, it's an amazing that's, that's process. That's pretty cool. It is. It's it, it's very cool. You know, sure beats having to like, you know, go get like hard copy letters and Xerox them. Exactly. Is that the word? Oh, I Xerox. got one. <laughs> I got one more that happened this, today. Okay. I went to McDonald's. We were Thursday. I went to McDonald's to get a Coke uh-huh. and, and some dinner or something. And the bill came to $10 and change. Uh-huh. I gave this kid $21. Okay, so okay. I was going to get a 10 back. Yeah. My wife looks at me and says, that's really going to mess him up. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because you know, a lot of kids these days aren't taught, not all, but a lot of kids these days aren't taught how to count back change. You know, they that's punch right. in the numbers. They, they and don't the have to. Does they don't have to. The, the, the cash exactly. register does it for them. Um, I was taught to count back change um, only because, you know, Shakey thought it was more professional that way. Um, well, yeah, but when you and I were growing up, we we actually stamped out the receipts with with a on a tablet with a hammer and chisel. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's how I felt when I used to run credit cards on those nasty slider machines. That's what I felt like. Yeah, I, I know, right? Oh, hey, does anyone know what the Super Bowl score score is? I haven't been I haven't been following it because I've been teaching all day. Oh, wait, I haven't either. I was driving all day. Let me. Yeah, let me look it up. Let's see here. Come on. Oh, hey. It's 16 to 7 Broncos. They're trouncing over the Panthers. All right. And it's wow, uh, we're that's, still, that, you know we're still in the well, third You know quarter. what? That's pretty amazing. Oh, we're still, I thought we'd that. be in the fourth by now. That's what I thought, too. So according to this, it says, you know, quarter three. but And there's only like 10, 10 minutes left. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. That can't be right. Let me refresh. Uh, huh, I guess so. Quarter three. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, anyway, you know that's good because I have really mixed emotions. I, I, I think that the Panthers have a great offense. Uh, Denver has a great defense. I'd really like yeah. Denver to win uh, because it would be Manning's last year, and he, 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 it would look great for him to go out with that ring. And it's really exactly. funny they're winning because because the last time you saw a, a Bronco have a good run was when OJ was driving. <laughs> I kind of want him to win. I kind of, I, I, I do. I do I want do. the Broncos to win. Um, so go Bronco, Bronco Orange. Let's go. Anyway, <laughs> OJ, holy crap! All right, let's get this show moving. So, so stay tuned, folks, because later on, at about six thirty or a little bit after, we're going to be joined by Sifu Njiabad and Sifu Jason Mancia. Uh, they teach Kajikembo. Oh, oh, do you, and, do you uh, want to feel old? You, you know, you know how I said that I just celebrated my son's twenty-first birthday. 
Uh-huh. Do you realize that OJ OJ Run was before he was born? Say that again. <laughs> when OJ was running in the Bronco was before he was born, and we just celebrated his twenty first birthday. Wait, wait, really? Has it been that long? Yes, yes, oh, that was in ninety four. Criminy! Yeah. I had no idea it was that long ago. It just seemed like eh, it wasn't all that long ago. Huh. Well, huh. interesting. Speaking of Broncos, <laughs> right? But oh, anyway, this great night last night. I went to this great night, Robert Temple night. What a great night at the museum. Oh, I had a guy. Yeah. Re- remember uh, Chuck Sullivan? Yeah, at the museum. Yeah, I remember Chuck. I had. I did not even have a clue that he remembered who I was. So I get a call from Michael today, and, and he says, Michael brought his, or uh, Chuck Sullivan brought a CD for you, or a DVD for you, and was looking over all over for you. Couldn't find you last night. You'd already left. Oh, wow. And he gave me a, C- a DVD called Ed Parker, The Man Behind the Legend. Oh, cool. Wow. So I'm gonna enjoy I guess he it. does. I guess he does remember you. That's cool. It's right on. So, yeah, cool. So the, 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 the events at the Martial Arts History Museum are going well. That's good to know. I haven't been keeping up yeah. on, the, on the current upcoming things. So, I, that, yeah, I leave that up to you because you live right around the corner from it. So <laughs> you just get to tell right. me what's going on. But anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, join us a little bit later, you guys, after our first segment, because we're going to be joined by Sifu Angie Abad and Sifu Jason Mancia of uh, Abad Mancia Martial Arts. Down in, uh, oh gosh, I forgot where in California they are. They are in... Gardena. Gardena. Gardena, California. All right, so we'll be talking to them a little bit later. All right, I'm checking the Super Bowl score again. It's Is it still 16 to 7? Yep, it's still 16 to 7. All right. Okay. Well, let's get moving. Let's uh, move on to birthdays. Um, now, did you get, did you get the, did you get the notes there, Bob, finally? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. You know, I would have bite bugging you for him if I had. Yes. All right. Let's move on to birthdays. <laughs> Who do you have? Cool. On my end, I have Elena Mano. Cynthia Elaine, her birthday is uh, on the 8th tomorrow. Uh, my beautiful and smart daughter, Brianna Deal, her birthday is on the 9th. A great warrior princess, Gina Tatum, her birthday is on the 10th. Basil Masters out of Los Angeles, his birthday is also on the 10th. And Derek Brown that we met for the Masters Hall of Fame weekend, his birthday is on the 11th. And who do you have? Well, I've got some. Um, Today is uh, a Facebook friend of mine's birthday, James Chin Jet Man. Um, And tomorrow, there's several people with birthdays tomorrow. A former student of mine, Josh Bataline. Um, one of my mentors in Kajukenbo, Claro Austria, um, a fellow Chen Tai Chi practitioner, Master Byron Hartman, and a fellow uh, student classmate of mine under Master Yi Jiao Hong, Zach Lang. Their birthdays are tomorrow, Monday. <clears throat> and on Tuesday the 9th, another Kajukenbo brother of mine, Scott Purcell, um, a Tai Chi student of mine, Alex Ren. A couple of co-workers. Well, actually, one of them is a co-worker um, at Morningside Academy, Shiloh Isbell. Uh, a former co-worker and former student, Joe Frankenberg. And uh, martial arts sister, Padme Grace, on the 10th. So their birthdays are on the 10th. And a fellow whip-cracking, knife-throwing, 
archery arrow busting lady Helena Aquila. Her birthday's on the 11th. And Whipmaster Extraordinaire Robert Dante. His birthday's on the 12th. So for everybody out there having a birthday the week of February 7th through the 13th, even though we haven't mentioned your name and we know you're out there, this tune is for you. Hola. Yeah. It's your birthday. We're here to party and sing to you. He's from me. Hope you are bueno, the fun will rain the whole day through. From the Gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains, we hope your birthday's excelente. You are another year older, so perhaps you should be generally awesome. Because today is your day. Hola. You deserve a grand fiesta. The best of everything. Yay! Happy birthday, everyone! The week of February seventh through the thirteenth. Right on. All right, let's get moving on. Uh, what about announcements? Anything happening in your side of the coast, there, Bob? Uh, not to the best of my knowledge. Oh, cool. I do That's- have something to say. You know, you know, you know. I, I do want to have something to say to you. Okay. You absolutely, for something you posted the other day, you absolutely suck. What's that? Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> wait, 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 let me guess. About, <laughs> that okay, post, yeah. That, that, that post about everyone's got that one friend that you can't put on speakerphone uh, <laughs> because yes. you never know what's going to come out of their mouth. That is you. <laughs> and I know that's me. You didn't even have to tag me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just giving you guff, kind of. <laughs> because it's so funny. So what, when you were inducted in that Women's Instructors Association uh, about uh-huh. three years ago, and uh-huh. I wrote that letter, mm-hmm. in the midst of it, I said, now that you know who this is, what did I say? You, you don't know what I'm about. You don't know what's going to come out of my mouth next. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think I cringed in my seat. I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have any uh any announcements either. So, I guess uh I guess with that said, I guess we get to go on to health news. All right. So, I'm sure everyone's heard like the whole rigmarole about the Zika virus, right? I mean, this is like this is like the new dengue fever going on, and it's 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 been spreading around. I mean, it's been around for a while. I mean, there have been cases that have been recorded from like the 1940s, you know, um, up until now. But now it's it's beginning to be like a big thing. And um, several counties, uh, I just heard this today. Several counties in Florida are calling for like it's not quite a a state of emergency, but it's a public health concern. And um, this story actually aired on NPR a couple days ago. And I'd like to uh, play it for everybody because it, 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 uh, it kind of like uh, 
puts the Zika virus in a perspective because it's it's time before it comes into the United States. And from what I know, there is already a case or two uh, that are confirmed here in the United States. And and even though we had thought that it was only transmitted via mosquito bites, um, at least one of these cases has been confirmed to have been transmitted via sexual contact. So that's that's kind of scary. But anyway... Here's the story from NPR. Florida's governor has declared a public health emergency in five counties because of the Zika virus. Florida is one of several states where health authorities have found the mosquito-borne disease. All of the cases are in travelers who contracted the disease overseas, but NPR's Greg Allen reports health authorities say it's likely just a matter of time until Zika begins to show up in mosquitoes in Florida. Just 12 cases of Zika have been reported to health authorities in Florida. But Governor Rick Scott says that's enough to declare a public health emergency. We have to ensure that Florida is safe. Second hurricane, what we always say to ourselves, is we're going to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And we're going to do everything we can to stay ahead of the Zika virus. Scott is asking the CDC to provide Florida at least 1,000 antibody test kits so it can check people who traveled abroad and had symptoms of Zika, especially pregnant women. So far, the Zika cases in Miami-Dade and four other counties are all in people recently returned from travel overseas, from Haiti, Venezuela, Colombia, and El Salvador. With its mild climate, Florida is susceptible to mosquito-borne diseases. There have been sporadic outbreaks of dengue and chikungunya, other tropical diseases carried by a mosquito prevalent in Florida, the Aedes aegypti. That's a mosquito that also transmits Zika. I would like to bet money on the fact that we will see locally acquired cases. Amy Vitor is an assistant professor who studies tropical diseases at the University of Florida. Vitor says Florida is unlikely to see the scale of the Zika outbreaks now sweeping through the Caribbean and Latin America, in part because Sunshine State residents have far less exposure to the mosquitoes. We get in from our air-conditioned house into our air-conditioned car in the garage and then drive to our air-conditioned office and then right back home. Contrast that, she says, to someone who lives in a dense urban setting without air conditioning or window screens, waste management, or water sanitation. They have a very different uh, exposure risk. Only about a fifth of the people with Zika ever display symptoms. And as tropical diseases go, those symptoms are relatively mild. A fever, rash, headaches, joint pain. But because it's been linked with microcephaly and other birth defects, Zika is especially worrisome. Those concerns may have played a role in Governor Scott's decision to declare a public health emergency, something not done when Key West had nearly 90 cases of dengue fever in 2009 and 2010. Key West is the southernmost city in the continental U.S., a small, densely populated place in the subtropics. Beth Ranson is with the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District. We are the perfect climate for Egyptian mosquitoes and any mosquitoes. We are hot and we are humid. Ranson says so far her agency isn't doing anything special to prepare for Zika. But on the other hand, day-to-day mosquito control in the Keys is pretty intense, with a fleet of planes and helicopters and a couple dozen inspectors ferreting out the places mosquitoes breed. Even with that, the Keys Mosquito Control District is only able to eradicate about half of the 80s Egypti. Ranson says that's why the district is looking at a new technology, one using genetically modified mosquitoes. A British company, Oxitec, has developed genetically modified Egypti mosquitoes that, when they mate, produce offspring that don't live to adulthood. Derek Nimmo, who's with Oxitec, says in trials in Brazil and other countries, the company has shown it can reduce the 80s Egypti population by 90%. Now, of course, Zika has gained prominence in the past uh, few months with this link to microcephaly. 
And so there has been a much greater impetus in Brazil to look at um, how they can control this mosquito. Oxitec is now waiting for the FDA to approve a trial release of the GMO mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. Oxitec is expanding trials in Brazil and hopes soon to receive permission there to begin marketing its GMO mosquitoes commercially. Greg Allen, NPR News, Miami. All right. Wow. And, you know, the WHO is, is saying that that it's pretty much just a matter of time until it gets, no, it gets over wait here. Wait a minute. <laughs> the WHO? The oh, who? did I say W? The who? <laughs> <laughs> the World Health Organization. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And it's like, uh, anyway, it's like, it's uh, so far, some of the places, some outbreaking in, um, let's see, several cases before 2015 um, were in, were in Africa, but now the current one, the current ones are currently going um, through Mexico and Brazil. Um, And uh, a friend of mine on Facebook just said that there are two confirmed cases in Australia. Um, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. Uh, South America, I mean, Bolivia, Brazil, Colombia, Ecuador, French Guiana, Guyana, Paraguay, Suriname, Venezuela. It's like all of Guatemala, uh, Panama, Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, uh, Panama. It's like everywhere. It's even going through like American Samoa uh, and Tonga. Oh my gosh, you know, and these are yeah. the the I know it's crazy, right? I mean, now uh, my uh one of my friends uh went out to Singapore and he got dengue fever. He's still over there and he's still down with it. And um it, the the symptoms of Zika are the same as dengue fever, uh which are fever, a rash, joint pain, you can uh, most likely get pink eye also, and rarer symptoms would be headache and muscle pain. And um, unlike, uh, I, I think, I don't know if dengue fever has um, has a treatment, but we know right now that Zika has no medication for it. You All you can do is treat the symptoms with rest, uh, drinking plenty of fluids to prevent getting dehydrated, you know, taking anti-inflammatories and pain relievers. And stuff like that. Um, and uh, it's said that, you know, once you get better from a Zika infection, you are immune to it. At least for a while. But so, right now, scientists don't know how long that immunity lasts. Um, so one of the keys to preventing this is to not get bitten in the first place. So if you're in mosquito country, use lots of insect repellent. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's, that's, that's it's scary, in a, you know. I mean, oh, my yeah. gosh. All right. Well, let's move on to our. Let's see if I can get the button Weird going. News. Weird news. What do we got? Uh, you, you know what we char- what we call typically people from Wisconsin. Remember what that old old phrase is: cheeseheads. Cheeseheads, yeah. All right. So this comes out of Marshfield, Wisconsin. Second time in a week. Police in Wisconsin have recovered a stolen load of cheese worth tens <laughs> of thousands of dollars. 
<laughs> I can't wait to hear the rest of the what, story. What <laughs> criminal in their right mind is going to steal cheese? Not even well, government know, cheese. <laughs> you know, the, I, I guess we'd have to look up the resale value, and it depends on the ch- on the cheese. So uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to tell us what kind of cheese they stole. I <laughs> am. I am, yes. actually. It uh, comes out. Marshfield Police Lieutenant Darren Larson said 41,000 pounds of Parmesan cheese worth $90,000 was stolen from a Marshfield distributor January 15th. A semi picked up the cheese that day, but it never reached its intended destination in Illinois. Larson Mm. says investigators received a tip Thursday that the cheese was likely in Grand Chute. Police in Grand Chute found the entire shipment intact. It had already been unloaded into a warehouse. On Monday, police in Germantown said $70,000 worth of cheddar and other cheeses stolen from a a distribution center their last week had been recovered in Milwaukee on Friday. Wow. That's a lot of cheese. (laughs) That is a lot of cheese. 41,000 pounds. So, and and it was in a warehouse. So I'm wondering if it was like another uh, uh, distribution company that had stolen it or, or what, but really, really, you can't an Italian, pay. an Italian restaurant chain. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> really? And if you, it's, that's crazy. That's a lot of, that's a lot of cheese. $90,000, 41,000 pounds. That's some serious pizza. All right. Well, let's get moving on. Entertainment now, do you, do you know who Miranda Lambert is? No clue. <laughs> I didn't think so. Because you're, no. you're not from the southern part of the Philippines. No. She's a, no. Very, she's a very famous country singer married to The Voice's Blake Shelton. Oh. Okay. He's a guy on The Voice. He, he does different commercials. Well, when they got, they, they went through a divorce and now he's hooking up with Gwen Stefani it got in a real mess because she had, all for the sake of it, of, of harsher words, lost her girlish figure. Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. So Blake Shelton left Miranda because Miranda lost her girlish figure. I mean, did she have a child? No, she just got fat. Oh. So okay. much for that PC crap. So much for being <laughs> PC. Okay, so basically he he was just being a – he was just being – yeah, anyway, go ahead. A, a, a jerk. Uh, yeah, Miranda a Lambert jerk. and Blake Sheldon have, have have decided to finally move on separately. However, it wasn't that the quiet, mutual decision that they were leaving, leading us to believe. Lambert reported r- reportedly knew of Sheldon's more than friendly relationship with pop singer Gwen Stefani that began to form during the midst of their divorce. He was, he was never proud to be seen with me in public. Ashamed was the word I would use to describe us, the settlement toward, or, uh, the, his sentiment towards my figure. Uh-huh. Lambert shares with TMZ, one of the TMZ staff was able to get a quick quote from Shelton about his current situation with Lambert's divorce 
and his new flame, Stefani. Just huh. needed to be with someone that I actually was attracted to, you know. Someone I huh. could be, I, I could proudly look at every day. Why uh, Why the hell did you marry you know, her then? If you weren't attracted to her. Oh, don't get me, don't get me started. Finish the story, please. Then I'll talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda Lambert, who wore a size 16 at the beginning wow. of their relationship, had has watched the pounds melt away. At her heaviest, she weighed 200 pounds. After trying Weight Watchers without any success, she fell into depression and her marriage fell apart. She didn't Mm. want surgery and didn't know what to do next until she saw Dr. Oz talk about perfect carcinogen gambogia. Carcinogenia gambogia, yeah. Okay. Miranda decided to give it a try, considering she had never she had nothing to lose. The day uh-huh. that day changed her <clears throat> life forever. Now, now others are following her lead. It's been a long journey to find the beautiful woman inside and regain my confidence. Also, <sighs> that helps Blake in crawling back to my doorstep after seeing how I look now. Miranda Travis shared with her fans. Isn't hmm. that amazing? Because she was, well, I saw her on a award show and she performed a White Liar, one of her hits. And uh-huh. she was still a beautiful woman. She had a huge butt, but she was still uh-huh. beautiful. Right. And right. he knew that going in. If you're a size 16, don't expect her to be a 12 or a, a, her wearing a 6 the next day. I know, right? She's not a six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know what? You're better, you dumbass. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, (laughs) I, in a way, I kind of hope Blake, as he gets older, gets really, you know, just gets so overweight that he has to wear his pants up by his solar plexus. And, uh, Ah. because, you know, he's, I kind of wish it on him because, you know, any, any guy out there, that that gets with it gets with a girl and then becomes ashamed of them just because they gain a little weight well that's a little bit uh, that that says more about the guy's confidence you know cuz cuz you know what a jerk i mean looking looking at her more like a arm ornament you know and as as if his reputation depends on how miranda looks you know what i mean oh my god right, get me started. exactly do not get me started. Now, Garcinia Cambogia, though, you know, I don't know if that's if that's safe. You know, I I heard something. It could be kind of weird for your liver, and you know, and and smoking um, alcohol that's never stopped us. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. But you know, just getting just getting it out there to all the people since we're kind of now. Kind of talking about the entertainment news and a little bit of health news, you know. You make sure that you talk to your doctor, folks, to see if taking Garcinia Cambogia is a good idea for you. Because, you know, from what I've heard, you know, when it was really getting hyped up um, a couple years ago, even if it is safe, and I don't even know if the FDA has like approved it, okay, it might not help you lose that much weight. So, you know, why not just? eat healthy and I don't know, exercise. Anyway, so that's, that's it for that. So Blake, 
Blake, Blake, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton, you're a jerk. Anyway, let's take a, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by Sifu Enfiabod and Sifu Jason Mancia. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Okie dokie, and we are back. If you are just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. So if you'd like to talk to our guest tonight, uh, Sifu Angiabad and Sifu Jason Mancia, please give us a call. 
Um, however, if you don't want to call and prefer to text your messages, um, you can actually go to the chat board on our Blog Talk Radio show marquee. Not the marquee that's on Facebook. You actually have to click the link and it'll actually take you to um, the Blog Talk Radio show marquee. And uh, you can uh, go there. Um, and for anyone that has my cell phone number, you can also just text me questions. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we it looks like we have Sifu Angie and Sifu Jason on the line with us right now. So I'm going to go ahead and bring their mics up. So Sifu Angie and Sifu Jason, how are you today? Aloha. 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 Hello, hello. Hey, what's the score so far? 716. Still. <laughs> Woo, okay. Still, right wow. On. Right on. Now, who are you yeah. guys rooting for? Who are you guys rooting for? Um, I'm for the Panthers. Are you? <laughs> I'm for the Panthers. For the yeah, I was going yep. through the wrong <laughs> well, You know, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> there's time to switch. None of my team is, you know, they're not up there, so <laughs> there's I'm allowed still to switch. Time. Right on. And so who's you Jason? I have, I, Jason, I have to have your back. Who are you rooting for? I, I'm just learning about this football stuff, sadly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You know, you just admitted that to a bunch of people. I'm sorry? Yeah, but then... you, just, you just admitted that to a bunch of people that you don't know football. <laughs> I know. I, I'm going to lose my man card after do. this weekend. Yeah, yeah she's the man. She's the no. husband in the relationship. I'm her wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is the way I look at it, Jason. If anyone wants to give you any guff about not knowing anything about football, just say, okay, you stand there and let me tackle you. There you go. <laughs> there you That's go. That's right. Yeah, let the martial artist tackle the the so-called <laughs> football fan. That's the way I see it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us, you guys. And uh, yeah. you know, thank you for having away. us. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Now, what we well, it should do, be. I have a couple of of drinks in my system, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, great! That's gonna be a blast. <laughs> Okay. This is gonna be Super Bowl Sunday. You, nobody can judge me. <laughs> yes, right. That's right. Ain't no, ain't no judge in there. You go to that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what we like to do is we like to give our give our listeners a little bit of insight as to our guest's martial art background. So why don't we go ahead and start with Angie. Angie, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in the martial arts and, and your training up until now? And then we'll go to Jason. Um, my father, Alan Abad, and my mom, Gurley Abad, they're my instructors. And under Kaji Kembo, and then in 2000, my dad started, no, about 2007, my dad started his Abad's Martial Arts International um, Hungar Hungar Kembo, and then had the our own association, and I've only started started when we were, we were three. All my sisters, and wow, me, we've all trained. All five of us have trained, and um, it's been a long journey, you know. Especially after he passed away, it's it's been a lot for us to keep up the legacy, you know, because mm-hmm. we are women. He's only had girls, so we got to be part boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And, you know, so we're going to do it the best we can, you know. 
Now, now Angie, you're the oldest, right? Yes. Okay. Now, I'm going to screw this up, so you'll have to bear with me. It's Okay. You've got, now, I don't know the order they're in, but you've got Angie, Alice, April, Amy, Amy? and Dolly. No, no, no. Angie, Alice, Amy, Dolly, April. Okay, got them in, got them right, but in the wrong order. Yes, oh, yeah, it sounds like my. It's, it's like it sounds like my son's old report cards, except opposite. Yeah. <laughs> All A's. Oh yeah, I get it. All A's. <laughs> that is fantastic. I know that is so cool. All A's, right on. <laughs> You're the second person that I know whose family is all A's. Um, the first person I knew, their whole family was L. The letter L. <laughs> yeah. And this, and this episode brought to you by the letter A. It was like, hurry up, hurry up. You, 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 hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did your mom, did, did your mom or dad go through all the names before they got to yes, whoever they, they got wanted. to them? Yeah. <laughs> And you're standing right. Mine did that, yeah. I love you, Mom. I know you're listening. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> April, Angie. Yeah, Sally. I know. Let me oh. just turn around and go. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Oh, how about you, Jason? What's your What's your martial art background like? When did you start? <clears throat> what got you started in martial arts? Um, actually my, my dad and my uncle are, they're the Mancia brothers and they're my instructors and, um, it's a family affair as well. I probably started a little bit later when I was eight. Um, and, um, we're the, the actual city we grew up in, I always call it the, the like Foshan of it, man. There's Mm -hmm. just a ton of schools out there. Uh, in Gardena, we had uh, the Mancias, Tabura, Yohashi, uh, Robago, everybody within a mile of each other. And wow. so it was really cool just growing up. Um, my family knew the Abads as well. Um, they actually all participated in the Asian Pacific breaking team, brick breaking. They all kind of got together. But uh, but my training started um, under my dad and my uncle, and we uh, – uh, it's now formalized um, in a style we call Kukubo, uh, which is mm-hmm. a mix of uh, Okinawa Te, Lima Lama, Aikido, uh, Eskrima, and Kung mm-hmm. Fu. And before that, my family, we were boxers. So uh, my dad just and my uncle put it all together. And, um, yeah, it's, we, we've been doing it ever since I can remember. <laughs> wow. So so uh, both mm-hmm. families um, have been, like, raised under, like, a type of a mixed Mixed art. Yeah. Mixed traditional arts, yes. <laughs> yeah, mixed traditional yeah. arts, yeah. Right. Uh, mixed traditional modern art, I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. But but it's it's funny that, I mean, in some circles were considered contemporary and others yeah. were considered very traditional. Um, yeah. We always give reverence to, to the old ways, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it was, it's kind of weird growing up in two different worlds of martial arts. Um, even now, right. um, our students do the traditional side um but we're also doing MMA and grappling and uh-huh. and and uh, we're actually learning under Angie's cousin uh cousins uh uh Michael and Miranda Poe and uh-huh. so it's it's just 
kind of a cool world now that we we just get to experience all kinds of martial arts culture. Very cool. Now, your students, you know, oh, when you guys go to tournaments, awesome. we know that you guys go to lots of tournaments. So, so do, yeah. do your students get to choose which which uh, categories they fall under or that they're going to compete under, like traditional 17 to whatever, you know, or uh, contemporary uh, forms, uh, you know, do they get to choose? Well, which, you, uh, usually we choose it for them depending on how their training has been for the last two months before the training mm-hmm. or a month before before the competition. So mm-hmm. we'll let them know what, you know, if you're fighting at this tournament, if you're not, if you're going to enter the traditional kata, if you're not, if you're going to enter weapons. They can enter all of them. Right. But we'll find their strongest point to say, okay, go for this one. Right But on. this is what you need to do, you know. Or sometimes we'll be like, okay, well, in our heads as instructors, it's like, okay, well, we got to bring out something more from them. So this kata isn't where it should be. Put them in a tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because <laughs> if we can't bring it out, then some other competitor can. Because if That's they look at another person and say, you know what? I got I to gotta try and do better. So then they bring it out. And it's just amazing to watch what they do on the floor that they've mm-hmm. never done you right. know, in, in class. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 a beautiful thing. Right on, very cool. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, Bob. I uh, I I think you were saying something, and I uh, like barely heard you. What was going on? I think your mic is your mic's working what, now. Did, did you mute? Oh, my mic is working. Did you mute it? Huh? Yeah. I can't just. <laughs> all you have to do is push a button to mute, and you, you do realize. That when when Angie and and Jason are together, this is the most I have ever heard him speak. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure he could talk. <laughs> You're Mike Bob. <laughs> I was going holy crap, and but because it was like she was a ventriloquist dummy, because I asked him a question, she'd answer. <laughs> Well, I, I have my cue cards laid out for me, so you prepared me very well. Oh, got it. Okay, there you go. See that? But I have seen, I have, I have seen Jason fight, and Angie came out of retirement to do a kata at the uh, uh, Lima Lama tournament a couple of years ago. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, you're Mike Bob. Your turn. <laughs> well, we, we we sort of answered the question because we were going to ask a question how you two met, but you you were family friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. How cool well, is when that? did you when did you decide to to make it official and and actually start dating? Oh, I was living uh, in Hawaii. This part's not on my cue cards. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can picture it now. Angie said, "We're going out, or you're putting on the gloves." <laughs> and I will whip your ass. I can see her saying that. Well, after that, it got kind of blurry, so I'm not sure. Nothing. <laughs> Knock his ass really? out. I see that now. Really? <laughs> 
no, no, I mean, actually, <laughs> it was um, we uh, we've known each other from way back when, and and we actually competed against each other, um, uh-huh. uh, in <clears throat> California and Hawaii, and um, it was then we didn't see each other for a long time. We'd randomly bump into each other, and um. I think it was oh eight. She was in Hawaii, and we just started talking. We uh, and almost for a year, I believe it was mm-hmm. before we actually saw each other. So um, yeah. we got to lay out a lot of uh, terms, <laughs> and, uh, and then we, we got to know each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, we it was it was really nice. We got to know each other, and then. We saw each other, and then we started teaching. It seems right away. <laughs> it just all came together. We don't know how. <laughs> now, do you guys? Do you guys? How many bears did she have, Jason? No, uh, I don't know. I'm wondering at myself. <laughs> no, we knew that it was going to be fun. You know, we always, me and Bob, always love hanging out with you guys. You guys are just so fun. You guys are permanently in me and Bob's Ohana for for, oh, for thank good. You. you guys yeah. too. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah. And the no. funny thing is we just opened our first beer. You got I mean, rid of first her. case. You, oh first case. Okay. You mean first yeah. shot. First yes, shot. Yes. There you go. There I was go. gonna say, yeah, but the tequila was open an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of this quarter, it's Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Well, are we in the fourth quarter yet? <laughs> are we Are we there yet? I haven't been keeping track at all, all day. Me neither. Let's see. What I, do we I, got here? It is 16 to 10. Uh-oh. Panthers. Who? Pan- uh, 16 Broncos. Panthers 10. So we're in quarter four. We're in quarter four. All right. So. So. Now, I want to explain the way this whole thing got started to, for tonight to happen. Angie has commented about her and Jason working out together and pushing <laughs> each other. Because I understand she she teaches like her mother. How cool oh. is that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big compliment. So, Thank you, whoever said it that. Is- <laughs> <laughs> that that says volume, didn't it? It <laughs> does. I mean, any any I teach all the women in is... Kajukembo, yeah, all the women in Kajukembo, especially your mom, and it's you know like Dechi, that uh you know Grandmaster mm-hmm. Dechi Imperato, are just like the strongest women. You walk in a room, that's it. You know, you know yeah. they're there. That's <laughs> you know, they they got that energy, right? You know. And they can kick yeah. your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay, now, how I is like it training with each other? What's that? You got the best in laws for the best Oh. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh, so now okay. you were talking, Angie, about pushing him to train hard, train, train, train. How is that working in a totally dedicated martial arts family where there are no students anymore? There's only husband and wife. Um, it's uh, we train each other very differently. 
you know, from our students, of course, because we're husband and wife, and we get butthurt a lot. You know, he'll mm-hmm. tell me, you know, aren't you supposed to be stretching? And I'll look at him like, do you own me? <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow! We did. Wow! <laughs> We're going to put it all on the table. Bean martial arts, both black belts, we walk around the corner, you know, we got to make sure because we you know we're kind of scared of you know surprises so we're going to hit before we ask questions (laughs) right right but either way you know and i'll look at him i'm like aren't you supposed to be doing jumping jacks shouldn't you do jumping jacks before you stretch you know your legs and everything and the blood flow and he'll look at me like no but i'm not going to do it and he'll walk in the kitchen come back and then he'll start doing jumping jacks I'm right at the moment, but to show that I'm right maybe a little bit later. <laughs> there you but go. But we're really good, you know, when it when it comes down to it. And as much as we don't want to, not that we don't want to, but our day's been so long and hard. Right. We can't have our own motivation. So when we try to motivate mm-hmm. each other, we do it, like, to the extreme. You know, we get each other right. pissed off, and it's like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and then at, at the end we'll be like, "Thank you, babe. I really needed that." <laughs> Aww, that's awesome. Dude, you're asking, you're you're telling you what? Aren't you supposed to be stretching? I'd be afraid that she's want to do a cup check. <laughs> <laughs> cup check. Okay, now I do have to ask you what is the, what is the age difference between you two? Um, well, I'm younger, and, <laughs> and um, I just turned 20, I just turned 22, so, oh my god, that would, so you're lying that would to make me, like at least you're lying to my face. <laughs> I can't give her real age without the permission, so she's 29, I just turned 22. 29, yeah. I uh, yeah, yeah point, right. He said, uh, he said 22, and here I am going like this. <laughs> 22, yeah. <laughs> and I know, and I know her real age, so uh, I'm not I'm gonna proud, tell anybody because proud to be proud to be 43. Thank you. <laughs> oh, good. I was gonna say you were 41. Oh, no, 43. I'm hitting my 44s, and I'm like, yep, it's on. It's on. on. Right on. And she really (laughs) sucks because she doesn't look a day over 25. Right? (laughs) Thank you. Right? The whole family. Fatty fatty is the one who keeps me young. My nieces Mm -hmm. and my nephews and my son, they all keep me young. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mine makes me old. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 curious. I'm curious. Uh, you know, Fatty Fatty's a skilled martial artist as well. I've been, you know, yeah. uh, all the videos that you've posted of him competing and stuff. He's very skilled. Now, does he find it kind of weird that his parents are his teachers? Is he at that age where I, he finds it weird, or is it just part of life for him? I think it's part of life for him because it was part of life for us, so we didn't know mm-hmm. any better. On right. you know, I don't think he knows any better. You know, it's right. life is he's just like life is hard in the house and life is hard on <laughs> on the mat. Outside. 
Right? Yeah. Can, can you imagine uh, he goes to other people's houses? What do you mean your parents don't teach martial arts? You know? Yeah. <laughs> or no, no. He'll yeah. say stuff like, he'll say stuff like, my friend said this to his mom and dad. I can't believe he did that. And I go, yeah, try saying it to me and your dad. <laughs> he goes, yeah, it wouldn't fly, mom. <laughs> it wouldn't fly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, and that's good though, you know, and, and this is why, yeah. and this is this is kind of like a, a PSA to all the parents out there. This is why I'm a firm believer that all kids should at least try martial arts, you know, in mm-hmm. their in their childhood. They don't have to stick with it, but at least they get some of that, you know, the good manners and the respect, and and you yeah. know, have it like you know, uh, have it meld into the rest of their life. Because, you know, the other day, I had uh, uh, I was at a uh, I was at one of the schools that I teach at, and there was this little, like, six-year-old, right? I, I told them, like, hey, get in line, because it's a before-school class, and they're not really my students. They're part of the, the that school's, the school, you know, yeah. before school. Yeah, it's a school thing. I said, hey, okay, time to get in line. And he rolled his eyes at me. And I said, did you just roll your eyes at me? And he just kind of <laughs> sighed. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, no, get in line. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, where do they learn? Well, I, you know where they learn it. They either learn it from parents or they learn it from other kids. From school, um, yes. From yeah. school, nine times out of ten out of school, because, you know, these days they're in school longer than they are mm-hmm. away at home, right? Yep. Um, yep. So it's kind of like, wow, you know? So, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. there's a PSA. Get your kids in martial arts, parents. Yeah. Anyway. Fine. <laughs> That's right. Now, Angie, do you still judge tournaments or at that level? I do when I get the time, but I usually pay for my entrance fee, so I don't really have to, so I can watch all my students. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and the reason I asked, about a year and a half ago, Sifu Rusty was judging in tournament, uh-huh. and she was called a bitch. Yeah, and I said, really? and I said on the air, really? nobody calls Rusty a bitch but me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like it was just one of those dumb, dumb uh, uh, instances where, like, I called, uh, uh, I called uh, excessive contact on mm-hmm. on somebody, and I was like in conference with the other with the other judges, and the the kid that like hit the other kid so hard that his head snapped back and moved his headgear. Right. Yeah. Um, then that is excessive. That's, that's excessive. And I heard it that's too. I mean, I heard, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And the guy's coach or whatever. And I couldn't tell because the guy was in street clothes. He, uh, he uh, he started saying something, and he's like, well, what are you talking about? I saw it. There was no contact. And I'm like, I saw it too. I was right here. And I'm calling excessive <laughs> contact. And all the other judges, you know, pointed their flags down, excessive contact. And he walked away, and he's like, God, you bitch. And I'm like, and I walked after him. I'm like, I turned him around. Excuse me? Who are you? Are you his coach? Well, I'm one of his you coaches. Know, my I'm like, sister, well, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. My sister my sister Dolly lives by this creed that I will I will give her credit because I, I like to use it, too, because we kind of used it as a tournament we had gone to. And mm-hmm. Dolly, Sifu Dolly, I love you, sister, if you're listening. <laughs> she lives with it. It, it. She always says, I wish a nigger would, because say, say to me I'm a B-word, the, 
the B word, and you wouldn't be able to take the step. You would yeah. not be able to take the next step because I will let you know that you should never, ever, ever, ever call a woman the B word. Right. Never. Right. You know, <clears throat> it's it's like, yeah, come on. I mean, we, it's a joking way how we say it, but not in a so joking way. Right, uh, a right. A man should never say that. My husband could be raising his voice because I just irritated him, but guaranteed. Say the B word to me, and <laughs> that's it. As a bit yeah. Well, you know, I mean, since we're on the I subject, I mean, you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, since we're on the subject, though, I mean, it's like it's 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 just it's just crazy that you know some of the guys out there. They'll they'll use the B word in place of the word woman uh, or lady, yes. just in general, yeah. And, and what's so funny is you hear it at a tournament, which yeah. is um, right, is so like, all right, no, 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 no. You know, women need to yeah. step up. Mm-hmm. Women need to step up. Maybe they're not. There aren't as many women in the martial arts, but you know what? There's a lot of girls. A lot of young yeah. girls yeah. are starting to come up. Exactly. So exactly. I am going to definitely be. <clears throat> oh, what happened? Did we lose you? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Angie's, Angie's. What happened to Angie's mic? <laughs> no, Angie's she dropped. she left. She will call back. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I brought Angie it up dropped. to get. I brought that specific. A specific subject up to get her take on it, and we and, it, and she she fell right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait yeah. for her to call. Oh, it's just that, yeah, no, she's she, she oh she's call. coming, she's coming, she's coming. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, I'll, I'll try to fill in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think on a side note too, like for us yeah. culturally and within our families, the women are very strong. And, um, you know, my dad and my uncle even told me, I mean, there was incidents where I got mad and went there in conversation with my dad. And then, you know, it's like, hey, that's someone's mother, right. you know, that, that could be your mother. We don't do that, you know. And, and right. I think the, 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 the position that we're in as instructors um, is unique that even as men <clears throat> that we're – it's kind of cool that we're husband and wife because the young men, you know, I'll foster and say, Hey, this is how, this is how a gentleman is. And with the, Mm -hmm. with the girls and the women, Angie's like, look, this is how we have to be to survive out here. And hopefully we have a small part, at least within our community to to strengthen them because somewhere along the lines, there was a disconnect of teaching Mm -hmm. the younger people, these values, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, not to say that we're doing everything right, but hopefully we're we're, we're putting something out there that's positive. <laughs> mhm. Definitely. Well, you know, me and Bob do think that you guys are doing something right. You know, every time you guys are posting pictures from demonstrations or tournaments or whatever, you can tell from the pictures that your students love what they do, and they do it for the passion of the arts, right? Not just because. You know. Yeah. So you, you're doing something right. So. Yay! 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 And I had a question in in regards to teaching, and I forgot. Oh no, I remember now. So, okay, do you guys have a brick and mortar school or no? Uh, Right now, no, we don't. 
we are um, we are actually training out of our uh, garage in our driveway. How cool is that? <laughs> it is because like the best schools are in garages, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I trained in an Escrima school that was uh, run out of a garage, and uh, it. Oh, and Angie left again. I don't know. Oh, okay. Kind of uh, it, oh, she's she's. Uh, Broncos are up again, twenty-two to what? ten. Oh, they Broncos are. Broncos have oh. twenty-two. Yep. Oh, criminy! I gotta like refresh my window here. Oh, yep, twenty-two to ten. Um, now, 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 Jason. I know at one time you were you were teaching almost all family. Has that grown to where the you've got more of a public influence on your on your school? Um. Yes, we 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 are. We we've actually always been open to the public. It's um um it's been a lot of word of mouth and mm-hmm. um kind of funny that at one point um I, I guess the word was that um you can only be accepted into our school. You had to be like formally invited or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, oh. And, it sounds like my school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so but but I mean in a sense, we do like, you know, we open our doors to everybody, but we do like to sit down with them and get to know them and mm-hmm. uh, find out what their goals are and understand their personalities and kind of lay down how we are because we're not everyone's cup of tea, you know. We're, we're right. a little sure. eccentric the way we teach. but um, And we offer them to try it out, and if they like it, they'll stay. If not, but um, but definitely it's always been a family affair, um, and those who come in, um, and that are with us now, sort of our core group that's been with us for years now. Um, mm-hmm. They are definitely our family. So, yeah. you know, um, okay. they they know us on the mat and total respect there. And outside the mat, it's cool that they understand that we're people, uh, mm-hmm. just human beings as well. So, you know, we definitely don't want to uh, have that sort of God complex and say, you have to do everything we say, you know, they, we're actually yeah. able to have dialogue with our mm-hmm. students and, and 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 uh, even push each other. I mean, I work out with the students, and you know they'll see me kind of half stepping, and they'll say, "Come on, Sensei, pick it up," you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's a good flow the, how it works, but definitely um, it's open to everybody. Right on. Now, how does Jason? How does the um, <clears throat> the how do I word this correctly? Because mostly family, you've got some outsiders coming in. How does the whole respect issue? work as a whole, you know, sensei or sifu, uh, guru, whatever you want to be called during whichever class, how does that work inside and outside the gym? Because you've got two factors. You've got one, their family, they've known you as uncle or brother or whatever they call you, and then you, you're mm-hmm. teaching out of your house. How do you how do you guys control the respect aspect? Mm, um, I, think, I think personally control if you try to control someone, you will lose respect in a, in a mm-hmm. way. Um, we basically just put our hearts out there and say, you know, this is who we are. We give what we can give. We train alongside them. And I think they're more of their appreciation rather than a respect, you know, shows. And the family, though, you know, whether it's cousin. In Hawaii, we, we call elders uh, – uncle and auntie kind of like sir and ma'am but with a little bit more Mm -hmm. Uh of an endearing quality and and you Uh have that and um there's other students that 24 7 will call us sensei and sifu and um 
you know, we, we, we do tell them, you know, that um, there will be a line that you cannot cross, but mm-hmm. understand outside the dojo too, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, you know, even our kids, we tell them um, your parents have higher rank than us because they're your mm-hmm. first instructors. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, it's, it's always going to be respect and honoring family. So somewhere down the lines, I don't know if all that rambling makes sense, but somewhere mm-hmm. along the lines, mm-hmm. it just somehow works. Yes. So, you know, we, I don't, I don't know the formula to it, but it, it seems to be working and, and pretty much the students kind of like adopted the way we grew up, meaning um, like if someone new came into the school and say they walked onto the mat with their shoes, well, we would be the ones to tell them, hey, take your shoes off, <laughs> you know, before, right. you know, the sense they would. So there, there's ownership within right. uh-huh. the dojo and within their art that they take pride with too. So, you know, it, it's not just us saying, hey, we're the instructors this is how it is. You know, it's kind of a, a community thing saying, hey, look, mm-hmm. this is what we do as a family, blood or not, you know, let's take care of it. And exactly, and but we go, they kind of get it. To add, to add to that, we do treat every student like they were our own. So they come in knowing that. If you want to mm-hmm. take, you know, martial arts or if you want to take hula, I'm going to yell at you like you're Kamaka. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. I'm going to teach you like you're Kamaka. And I'm mm-hmm. going to love you like you're my kamaka. So mm-hmm. every single student, every single person in uh, who we teach, we teach as you're part of our family. If right, right after the probation area and you say, hey, yes, I want to take it, all right, this is how it is. This is what you've seen. We're going to, this is how we teach. We are the mommy and pops, but always remember that your parents are number one. If right. you don't respect them, then you don't respect us, which means exactly. that you don't belong here, which mm-hmm. we're able to say because we do teach out of our garage. We're there you go. We're, we're not here to, you know, just, hey, let's just teach you some punches and kicks because regardless, you're always going to get hit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's, it's a life. It, for us, we live it. We live our mm-hmm. martial arts. And, you know, we enjoy life, we go through struggles, but we always fight through it. And that's what we want to teach our students is never give up. You know, life is too precious and too short. Mm -hmm. So enjoy and respect, you know, who needs to be respected, which is your parents Mm -hmm. first, your elders, you know, your aunties, your uncles. My my son always called me number one. It was just he was never holding up his index finger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Angie and Jason, um, um, a listener, uh, just uh, texted me a question. This uh, question comes from Grandmaster Daryl Sargent, um, and this question is directed toward uh, Sifu Angie. He asks, um. I gotta find it now. Where'd it go? <laughs> Shoot. He asked, "What was it? What, what what is it like for you to be um, a female inheritor of your your father's system? And how was it like training with Grandmaster Alan Abad, your father?" Oh, great question. Yeah, training was um, it was nonstop. 
as mm-hmm. a daughter, it was it it's nonstop um, between my sister Dolly and I, and Dolly got the grunt of it. To be honest, oh. Sifu Dolly, my fourth sister, got the grunt of it because she was the last fifteen years of you know with the Hungar Kembo and the Wushu and the Kung Fu, and I was more of the the root of what came was the Kaju Kembo. Mm-hmm. So, but it was, you know, even though class ended, it was, we go home, <laughs> throw a kick, throw a punch, do a technique. So it was, it was good. Um, I wish, you know, to be honest, I wish I appreciated more when I was younger, but I was young. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, mm-hmm. we were young. Right. And now... To be, you know, for my sisters and I to be doing our best to carry on the legacy. It is hard. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna shy away from that. It it's hard because we are women, but we're mm-hmm. so fortunate that my dad made such a great impact and good friends that they they support us. Mm-hmm. as women, you know, and they'll stand by our family, mm-hmm. knowing that it's just women, and we're not going to back down. We have great support from many martial arts groups, many mm-hmm. of my dad's friends, and it is it is actually really hard, but it's challenging, and it, it mm-hmm. brings out the best in all of us, to be honest, to see how much strength we do have. When somebody says, yeah, who are you? Right. You can't do that. And then you break out and you do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, right. yes. <laughs> yeah. But not to prove them wrong, but to prove yeah. that my dad's blood is in me. Don't question me, please. Right. You know, exactly. it's, we didn't go through all this to prove to you, to mm-hmm. anybody, what we know and what we learned from him. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, my dad's greatest gift to us is the philosophy of the martial arts. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the punches and the kicks. It was the philosophy of it, mm-hmm. you know. And it came right back to his Buddhist practice, our Buddhist practice. Mm-hmm. And it all combines in one. Mhm. It's, right it's on. never just about a punch, a kick, a block, or anything. It's the intent of it. Why are you mm-hmm. doing it? Why do you want to do it? Mhm. And then oh, we, Rusty, we have a caller. <laughs> we have a caller. We, we do have a do. caller. Somebody from uh, down south. You yeah. want to go ahead and punch but, it up? Did they press one? <laughs> oh, that's true. You know what? Let her. But if they do want to talk to us, what should they do? They should press 1 to put themselves in the color queue. Otherwise, we're just going to think that they're listening. And listening is welcome. <laughs> but if you want to join us uh, for this conversation with uh, Sifu and Angie and Sensei Jason, uh, just press 1 beep, on your keypad. And uh, that will let me know to answer. Oh, there we go. Okay. So, area code... <laughs> Area code 
now that the the basics are down and and Angie is more the stickler on on basics than I am. Uh-huh. You know, I'm more the artistic one. It's like, oh, you can move here. Then my class intended to start one way and it ends the other. But she'll ground everybody and say, nope, we got to get to basics. Whether it's the 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 Mancia Kukubo style or the Abats Kachikembo style or Wushu, you know, it's it, she'll ground the basics and then you know. Mm-hmm. So we we. we we don't know why we know when to jump in and when to step out, but it seems to work out. But really the students yeah. are putting it together, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how we were going to do it when we first started. It was we learned from the students' reactions to it. Mm-hmm. And so when we, we – it was it was kind of automatic, which was nice. I mean, our direction, we looked forward, and, you know, we looked, we looked in the same direction on what we wanted and what we believed in. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that passion of what we wanted our students to feel of when you do something, you do something with your heart. You do it, you know, it makes you feel happy. If it doesn't make you feel happy, then change it a certain way. I have to change the subject a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Final final score, 10 to 24, Broncos. Oh, oh. oh man. Oh, it is ten to twenty. And there's only like how many? How much? I think there's only like. Oh, I think it's. I think that's it. That's it. The game's over. That's it. Yep. It says final. <laughs> that's it. Game over. Yep. Done. Broncos win. Yeah. Manning retires a winner. That's right. <laughs> Manning retires with the ring. Good job, Broncos. Sorry, Tim. I want to ask. I want to ask both of you guys because you've got such a mix coming from so many different styles. Have you solidified? a curriculum, and how are your students ranked under that curriculum since there's, you know, at least seven different styles? Yeah, are they ranked under, like, Kajikembo, or are they ranked under the Mansi method, or both? How does that work? Yeah. They're ranked under both because they have Hmm. to perform for both. They have to Uh test for both at the same time. So it. Oh, and wow. we only okay. have ranking, oh, very cool. Yeah, we only have ranking once a year. So they have mm-hmm. to, I mean, that's if we add a ranking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We haven't had a ranking in a year and almost a year and a half. So mm-hmm. it, it depends, you know, and we'll watch them because we don't want to throw them out there and somebody asks, hey, you know, don't you know this? Don't you know this? You should know this at this belt. Right. But I, right. students know a lot compared to what I I knew, compared right, to what right. Jason knew, because mm-hmm. they know both styles. So exactly. how awesome are they? To be honest, to, right. they are so awesome to know so much in the belts that they are ranking at, mm-hmm. and that they can go to Jason's side and say, "I know all these forms, the exact up to." you know, the belt that they're at. They can go mm-hmm. to our side. I know all these Kaji Kimball forms and and techniques. And this is how they know. This is all they know, to be honest. This is mm-hmm. all they know and how they've trained. So I give it up to them because Jason and I didn't know how we were going to do it coming in, but we've gone with it. <laughs> right. But the, <laughs> and the cool thing, too, is that um, not without – I mean, this can take a couple hours to go through, but 
there's the history behind both of our family styles um, actually intersects um, in different points of time and um, where the grandmasters might have shared or came from the same places or even fought at tournaments or, or there's been something that has connected it and we just didn't fight it. And, um, and really ourselves we were finding weren't all that different. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, there, there were subtle differences, but again, um, footwork stances, you know, applications, it, it, it was very similar. So we were very fortunate in the fact that it wasn't say like, I was Taekwondo and she was Jiu-Jitsu, you know, or mm-hmm, far, mm-hmm. you know, from each right, other. Right, right. But it, it, it's, it's um, they were close enough where, um, you know, technically, so so we, we get this question actually a lot. And for us, for me now, it's kind of like, well, it's not that different, <laughs> you know. it's mm-hmm. it, it appears different. But, again, I think uh, Angie hit the nail on the head. When we started it, it, it was a shared vision and and more the desire to give what we've learned and mm-hmm. the the philosophy and the essence of it rather than um the particulars i mean that came with having a pure intent of, of sharing and mm-hmm. again we're just we're just lucky it happened that it worked out <laughs> mhm right on very cool. Wow, very now, um, cool. I've got um, another question from another listener that got texted to me. Uh, Maddie from Australia wants to know, yeah, somebody listening from Australia. Isn't that cool? Woo-hoo! You guys are famous. Awesome. <laughs> 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 international. International. Nice. That's right. It's an international show. Uh, Maddie asks, uh, do you guys feel, and you both, I, I kind of want to get answers from the both of you, um, do you guys feel that the martial arts in its you know, ways of tradition and uh, each style's uniqueness and stuff like that. Do you feel that those traits are sort of in danger due to things like McDojos and uh, MMA and stuff like that? Do you want to go, honey? Um, that's actually a hot-button topic for me. Yes. So, <laughs> um, well, we think the same. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it most... It, Definitely is because there's mm. no again no philosophy <laughs> behind it, no meaning mm. behind it, no you know you there's a purpose. If there's a purpose for everything you do in life, at mm-hmm. least for us it is. You know, at least for mm. us it is because we grew up in it. But on the outside, I wouldn't put my son in a McDojo. Mm-hmm. You know, right? It, right. You lose. You lose the the true teachings of of the martial arts because it's a warrior's it it goes back how many you know moves centuries <laughs> yeah centuries on every art from the uh, Filipino art to the Japanese the Chinese the Hawaiians it it goes back so many centuries and for it to be the way it is right now it's almost mm-hmm. sad. Because nobody mm-hmm. knows what they're really paying for anymore, mm-hmm. and that's the sad part. Right, it is. Right. Now, yes. here's Sorry, honey, another. Go ahead. Your turn. No, no. Here's here's another um, side of it, though. Um, being that I'm always going to be a traditionalist. That's mm-hmm. where my my heart is. Uh, weaponry, 
um, uh, culturally, uh, those are history or things I thrive on. But um, we've we've been going more um, into the MMA world and the grappling world. And mm-hmm. I do have to say there is a bit of a misconception out there because their tournaments are beautiful to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean yeah. the way they run their floor, there's, there's no, you know, instructors or grandmasters crowding the rings and right. calling the head referee names or anything like that to mm-hmm. respect the judge's call. And the one thing that got me is I, I saw a child, we're at the Naga tournament, and I saw mm-hmm. uh, a child crying because he lost. And the dad was the stereotypical MMA tattoo fighting gear, mm-hmm. and he came up and gave his son a hug and said, man, that was awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it again. It's going to be great. And mm-hmm. literally within the same month, we went to a traditional tournament, and this child on that, one of my parents saw it, and the the parents were just reaming into the child, why do we waste our money on you? This yeah. is what we lost. And, oh, and, wow. And I oh, man. what I'm seeing is, is there? There's two worlds, and I'm kind of stuck in the middle, right? Um, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. There's the traditionalists who do have that feeling, like, oh man, we're 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 losing, we're losing ourselves, and mm-hmm. you know, then you you do have an MMA group and and even the fans that are just like, well, traditional doesn't work, but right. I think speaking from a traditionalist side, I think we got to look at ourselves and mm-hmm. say. How did we lose it? You know, because right. when I used to compete, XMA, not to talk bad about them, you know, they're right. getting the children into martial arts. It's yeah. not my cup of tea, but those guys wouldn't make it into the tournament because there was a group of traditionalists who just locked down the competition. And mm. they were just strong and fierce. But we all lived our lives and we all kind of um, were gone for a while. So it, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to see that the dynamic of a tournament is different mm-hmm. now, yeah. 20 years right. later, than it was when yeah. we were growing up. Really? And, and and I I to the caller's question, I I do, um, and I, and I and I study McDojos because they're doing something to get people's attention to bring them in. They're oh yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like yeah. a gate, you know, it's almost like a gateway drug. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. The kids like it. They respond to it. They do have a good way of reaching um, mm-hmm. the children and motivating them. And I think right. that if we close our mind as traditionalists, just because they're a McDojo or they're an MMA, um, we kind of lose something that that maybe we either lost or don't know. And right. And I, I think there's something to learn even even from the other side because, like I said, I'm in the middle of both, and I see the beauty of both sides. And yeah. I'm 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 hoping everyone could could see it too because you know there there's there's a piece of us traditionalists that that um let it go you know yeah. whether it's a pride thing whether it is because they have an overhead and they're trying to pay for their schools you know mm-hmm. uh whatever the reason is I don't know I'm still trying to figure out how we're going to you know do it ourselves but you know um I I think there's something we can all learn from each other here but you know, yeah, it's a definitely. Um, it, it's it's an interesting time though because a lot of people do see the martial arts is losing it, but if we look at the mm-hmm. silver lining, there is a resurgence. You know, the, mm-hmm. it's like every ten years you might have ninja totals come out and then everyone joins yeah. or 
you know, um, you know, you see the breakers and the XMA guys, and then all the kids want to do that, and that's great. Yeah. You know, so as traditionalists, what I feel happens is they see that and they're like, you know what, that the, the general public I feel is becoming more educated on what martial arts is. Um, mm-hmm. There was a time when you'd go around and every school had karate on their dojo. Yeah. And and you'd just go in because it was the local karate school, and you might have. Mm-hmm. Taking Tang Sudo, Kung Fu, you know, it was just what what business was back then. But mm-hmm. now I, I think it's kind of cool because people are putting their styles up on their marquees, and they're you know when when someone calls in and says, okay, uh, what do you do? It's like, oh, we're mixing this, this, that, and Kung Fu, and they're like, okay, specifically, what Kung Fu do you do? From what style? Right. From what province? You know, and, and right. they're educated, which is cool too. So. Um, there, there, there's, there, there's a dichotomy to look at, looking at it both ways. That, yeah, um, it's a good time to be a martial artist. You know, it, it is. It and is you're right. There is definitely. a, there is a resurgence in, in, you know, in the, how should we say, the educated martial arts as opposed to just joining, you know, X Y Z dojo or something like that. Because the way I look at it, because I'm stuck in the middle too. I've, you know, I started out as a traditionalist. And then, you know, got into, like, the more contemporary systems and stuff like that. But, you know, deep in my heart, I'm still a traditionalist, no matter what, no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at it is that, you know, back in the day, what we now know as traditional arts or koryu arts, that wasn't traditional back then. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, yeah. what, a, a lot of what we, like, gojuru, you know, I mean, you know, at the, you know, at the time, it was you know, just a, it, it was an amalgam at that point, right? You know, so it's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. But now we look at it as koryu. We look at, we look at it as traditional. And, you know, where are the martial arts going to be in 30 years, 50 years? That's definitely something mm-hmm. that we need to think about and be an example mm-hmm. for for these kids. Um, exactly. see, I think I think the the um, caller's question was was, you know, I think it's based on, you know, like every style, whether traditional or modern, will have those people that are so fanboy or so fangirl that they're going to diss the other oh, style. Yeah. Uh, MMA is the best. You know, if it doesn't go to the ground, then it's not a real fight. You know, and then you've got, like, the mm-hmm. traditional that will go, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to go on my back. You know what yeah. I mean? You know? Yeah. There's, there's got to be, you know, there's, there's a middle ground somewhere, and, you know, unless... And and definitely, you know, I don't want the MMA people to, to you know, diss traditionalists. But on the other hand, I don't want the traditionalists to diss MMA either because, you know, MMA is doing what we what we now know as traditional arts. You know, mm-hmm. it's doing what the traditional arts did to become, yes. you know, mm-hmm. uh, to, to to become the arts that they are. So you know, kudos mm-hmm. to MMA. And I've, you know, and uh, a lot of, a lot more traditional tournaments, at least out here in Washington State, are having completely different, uh, almost like tournaments within tournaments. You know, they'll have an yes. MMA tournament mm-hmm. within a traditional tournament. And you're right, Jason. The 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 camaraderie is there. The support is there. It's not just a bunch of, you know. Uh, roided out people, you know, rolling around on the ground and and yeah. being arrogant when they win. It's not like that because I mean mm-hmm. I've seen it in traditional arts too, 
you know mm-hmm. it's it's great how it's how it's working out and i and I'm hoping that it like continues to progress oh, yeah. like that yeah definitely yeah. definitely definitely and uh, I think um going back to what you said about you know the next generation it's mm-hmm. us being the example and mm-hmm. and um being able to be that example and do those things and show that camaraderie, you know, right. I, that's what we'll pass it on. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a good time. It's a good time. Definitely. Awesome. Very cool. I got a question for Angie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, usually Rusty says, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I was giving that dramatic pause so that she would say that. And instead, Jesus decides to shut up. No, instead, I was waiting for you to say so, something. That's right. I was like, oh, okay. Now, okay. Angie, you. Besides. That's how our conversation go at the dojo. I, I know, right? It's like, well, oh, great. Now they're calling us an old married couple. <laughs> Everyone thinks that we're like Tweedledee and Tweedledum anyway. Attached at the hill. No kidding, right? (laughs) Uh, Now, you've also studied hula for years. Now, because we've talked to other people like uh, Michelle Manu, that's a hula practitioner and instructor. You're Kendrick Temple and a hula practitioner. Oh, isn't she great? I love Michelle. Now, I love her. Hula has been said to be, have hidden techniques from the martial arts, from the Lua side. Now, do you find the way you practice Lua and the core, does it have a correlation with your martial arts training? Are are they hidden or are they more obvious techniques? And are they absolutely from Lua or did you adopt them as Kedja Kempo? Uh, our hula, our martial arts techniques or our hula? I'm sorry. No, your I, hula. Within, yeah. the, within the hula, does it correlate with the martial arts? Are there martial arts techniques taught within the hula mo- techniques? Um, I don't. For me, no. Okay. You know, when I teach hula, it it isn't taught um, with any kind of martial arts techniques within it. I usually, when I teach, it's more of. Um, learn the culture of the aloha, learn the um, the movement and the dance and the happiness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, do I say it helps with our martial arts? Most definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, our, our, you know, I'm, I couldn't make this stuff up because their legs mm-hmm. are stronger you know, their legs are stronger, their hand movements are sharper. Um because I don't I don't know Lua, you know, so I mm-hmm. can't say, Oh, I this is why I teach hula and, and mix it with the martial arts so I I don't know that. All I know is the dancing of it um mm-hmm. and performing of it. But through our hula basics and our hula dances and the movements, yeah, has it helped our martial arts? Most definitely, mm-hmm. especially with the boxing, you know, and I'll bet, and the sparring, yeah. you know, you have your your from your helos to your koholos to your uehes and lele, mm-hmm. your feet uh-huh. always moving, and in sparring, right. you gotta keep moving. So, has it helped our martial arts? Most definitely, right? Do no, I in, teach in, it 
to no, I don't. <laughs> now, in 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 your hula hello, are you did do you teach both kahiko and oana or just or you know how or does it is it based on the students themselves? I mean, do you teach like privately or in groups? I teach in groups. I teach okay. in groups. I teach the keiki group and I teach the adult group. Aww. And mm-hmm. it's it's basically what my mom taught me. You know, and, Very cool. and our whole, you know, it's everything I grew up with. So for me, it's if you enjoy dancing and you enjoy the workout, then let's dance. Mm-hmm. You know, we can perform. We love what we do. You know, that's one thing I tell the girls is love dancing. Enjoy what you're doing because mm-hmm. it's just like a kata. If you don't like right. your kata and you do it, it doesn't look good. If you're going to do a hula dance and you don't like it, it doesn't look good. <laughs> Right. You got to enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. so. Very cool. So, Jason, do you know my next too? question? <laughs> yes. Oh, he looks in the grass skirt. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> we we have a joke that, like, for the Tahitian especially, that all the guys, we, we work on our Tahitian skirt, meaning we have to do our push-ups and our sit-ups. Um I'm still in the remedial class on that, um, but uh, I still, you know, it's one of those things, uh, it's definitely conquering the stage fright, because I'd rather get on stage and fight somebody than go and dance without my shirt on. So. <laughs> <laughs> I could see but, you doing you know, a nice kahiko. I think that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, could see you un- unfor- Unfortunately, there are some videos of me out there. Dancing, but I mean, it's it's good because actually all this, most of the students, most of the students mm-hmm. that dance um, are actually either from our school or from other martial arts schools. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's again the community thing. But um, but yeah, um, it was kind of funny because all of our young boys didn't want to dance, and I remember oh. being told that. <laughs> you know, hula, because they're like, oh, that's for girls. And, um, oh. you know, and so I said, hey, from how I grew up, hula came from men, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's, we got to represent. So, you know, I had to kind of swallow my my fears <laughs> for them to jump out there. And now Kamaka's out there and all the little karate boys are out there and, and they're doing their thing and they look good. So, you right know, I, uh, I give Angie a lot of credit because, uh, um yeah, we're trying to move gracefully, and and and, and uh, as a martial artist, you know, she would always tell me, you know, you can't dance like you're doing a sweep or a takedown. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. I can see that flavor, one happening. You gotta he have did. the flavor. He did. <laughs> no way. I he think did. I ki a couple of times. Yeah. I did, so I didn't mean to. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my. I know, right? <laughs> well, we've only got about ten minutes. We've only got about ten minutes left to our broadcast, and uh, I just got a couple questions. If people are in the in your area, oh my goodness, I I keep forgetting what area you're in. Um, Gardena. 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 Thank you. If anyone's in the Gardena or surrounding area and they want to come visit, they want to check out a hula class or they want to check out your uh, your class, uh, do you welcome uh, visitors? Uh, watch yes. a class? Yes. So as long as they, they call a, first, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yes. And how can they get a hold of you you guys to uh, watch a class? 
Um, we're, we have our Facebook page. It's Abad okay. Mencia Martial Arts, and it has the address, and it has our phone number. And, yeah, just get a hold of us that way. And I'm usually the one to make all the connections. And mm-hmm. then I tell my husband, you got to teach. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Honey, it's your day today, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know no, what? I'm I not do kidding. have to the point out for Rusty. Like better that? if he teaches instead of me. They when I show up oh. in D, they're like, Oh my god, she here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Bob? <laughs> I do have to point out that Angie one time when we asked a question. She said, honey, do you want to take this one? And she didn't <laughs> stop talking for 10 minutes. <laughs> I did. Huh? But, but at least up. she I asked me, and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did that work out for you? <laughs> hey, that, that worked out great. I, get, I, get, I'm, I got a brownie point on that one. There you go. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, so it's a Bod Mencia martial arts uh, listeners. Check them out on Facebook. They've got a lot of uh, cool pictures on there, and uh, you know they've they've got like uh, some uh, tournament uh, footage and stuff like that. And um, I think the the one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, videos is of you guys just breaking concrete right and left. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy crap, look at you go. Oh, look at that, two bricks. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, that was, yeah. With an elbow, with a spike elbow, no less, Angie. I was like, you know, the last time I did that, I thought I broke it. <laughs> I thought I broke my elbow. I'll never break bricks with an elbow again. And here you are, doink, like nothing happened. You know? Oh, I, 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 I was just with that. What's that? Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. And you know, here's so Jason kidding. with the three, with three bricks and punching oh. four. Yeah, that's that, that's oh, one of my oh, favorites. Goodness. Just you know, seeing the it was you know, fun. Guys just go go for it. That's so awesome. <laughs> okay, can I tell I got I got to say this though, Rusty. I got to say this. It's the most touching moment at the Masters Hall of Fame. You know, I inducted uh, Alan Abad posthumously mm-hmm. into the Masters Hall of Fame. The following oh, yeah. year, that was in 2010. Yeah. Following yeah. year, it was my idea. I went up to the president and said, "We're going to give a medal to to Gurley Abad." Yeah. Yep. Because he is an he is alumni now, and she's going to give his medal. They said, "Fine." She came up to the stage crying. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He did. I remember that. That was that was a wonderful that was, moment. That was that was a wonderful was. moment because I look at the group I had in my line, and she yeah. was last because I made sure that it was Rusty on one side, it was Frank Dukes on the other side, and she was the one that was getting honored. It was really yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah. It was. It, it yeah, was. and you know, it was a it was it was an honor to honor your dad. I mean, a, a true legend in Kaji Campbell. And uh, you know, and kudos to you guys for 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 continuing his legacy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For no, that. thank you guys. 
Oh. Okay, see, Aww. that does make me cry. Goodness gracious. I'm sorry, Sinta. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my. Well, you know, I just want to, me and Bob just want to thank uh, thank you and Jason and, and Auntie for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Auntie. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, for jo- thank you for joining us. And, um, you know, in the future, if you guys are interested, um, if you guys are ever available uh, to be guest co-hosts with us when we have other Cut to Kembo people on, I think that would be sure. that would be cool. So just let me just oh cool okay yay we got a yes. So, yes <laughs> of course. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. We really appreciate yes. the opportunity. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you, Angie. Thank you, Angie. No, thank you, guys. Thank you, Robert. Love you, really. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Thank Love you honey. You. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Talk to you all later, and thank you, listeners, for your great questions, and thanks for listening live. And if you haven't. Uh, caught the caught the uh, show because of Super Bowl so Broncos. Uh, you can always go to our Dynamic Dojo Facebook page and uh, our, not our Dynamic Dojo Facebook page, our our Blog Talk Radio page um, at the Bacon Network. Uh, shoot, I forgot our <laughs> BlogTalkRadio.com backslash Bacon Network, and you can actually find this episode, download it. Keep it on your iPod. Keep it on your Android phone forever. And, uh, yeah, just to it that way. So have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll talk to everyone next time. Bye-bye now. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.